Last time on Day Players. I'm playing Pavel Greycastle, Eldric Knight, devoted to protecting Alexandria Fantasia. Yeah, we'll be playing Alexandria Fantasia, a tiefling wizard. She is a member of high society. Drat, a human necromancer, has an ugly face and a heart of gold. Our players are cordially invited to the manse of Burzen Saladrastar. Burzen himself is an animus wizard because he's able to animate more objects than any other magician ever. There are quite a few single nobles that are going to be at this party. Fantasia, he can't remain single for that much longer. A rough-looking man with oily, wrecked clothes. Yeah, I'm the upsetter. My job is to make the party more interesting. You want to help me bring that about? It's all going to be an illusion anyway. It wouldn't be real. All you got to do is help me get the thing I need to pull off an illusion that big. Oh. Burzen's got it up in one of his artifact rooms upstairs. Leaning out of the doorway, you can see a man resembling meatloaf. You can see two long sharp fangs inside of his mouth. Then he says, what's up everybody? Party's arrived. My name's Larry. Why don't you take a sip of my special brew? Can I take a sip? Sure. Give me a wisdom saving throw. Oops. Uh-oh. That's a 12. Yeah, you take a swig of this brew and it goes straight to your head and you are suddenly incredibly drunk. Just completely wasted. My goodness, Larry, that's an incredible ale you have there. It's pretty good, right? Whew, that is poor stuff. You should tell your uptight servant to take a swig. Pavel! Yeah, Pavel! Pavel! Pavel you and I, you and I have, we've known each other for so long. You've never let loose. He shakes the flask at you a bit. You're very drunk right now, Fantasia. Oh, you are not wrong, my dear Pavel. Pavel, Sir Pavel Greycastle, as the heiress to the Fantasia name, I order you to take a little sip from the little, little, little... <laughs> Fantasia, that's... Uh, I feel as though it's the alcohol to your head, but I cannot refuse an order from the lady. Oh, it's good to be royalty, baby! <laughs> it's good that you're such a noble and true servant, yes. A man after my own heart. Give me a wisdom saving throw. Five. Oh no, you're you're drunk. It goes right to your head. Just bam. Oh boy. You're seeing colors. Oh, fantasy. Oh, vampy. Ha <laughs> <laughs> yes. ha! That's it's good, right? Strong brew. I haven't I haven't felt like this since the days in the army. That's right. Well, wait, what? Ooh, me oh, and the never boys. About this. We'd get a big old keg and we'd just swim in it, drink it left and right. Oh, man. We took body shots off of each other. Oh, okay. I'm kind of into this. <laughs> I'm very good at body shots. Yeah, body shots! <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so good, Castle. I had no idea you were such a party-prone Person. Whoa, yeah, you can idiot. see these two people, your your two friends going going wild. Oh, good. You're just <laughs> standing up. Well, hmm. Since I see my entourage is conversing with an undead <laughs> that I would recognize, obviously, I will giggling to myself hobble over. Meesters, mm, meesters. Yes, Dredd. What the heck? Ah, <laughs> uh, Larry, of course, this is the last member of my entourage. Dredd? Dredd, pleasure to make your acquaintance. Dredd, don't drink it. Don't. Ah, don't listen to him. He's having a okay. great time. I unfurl the arm once <laughs> more at Larry. Give me, a, give me a perception check. Okay, perception. That's a four. Okay, never mind. So you unfurl your arm, yes. and Larry goes, okay, take it easy, and he hands you the flask. Oh. No. Oh. <laughs> don't, don't, don't do it. I was... That's too good oh, for you. Oh, you wanted to shake my hand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm not into that. Oh. oh. No, I'm just kidding. Come here. Ah, yes. Oh, your hands, they're so cold. They're colder than my own. They're actually pretty warm. Oh, wow, your hands are so warm and inviting. Oh, yes. He pulls them back. You want a sip? May I, mistress? Don't. It is. Don't do it. Don't do it. I, I am. It is my first engagement, after all. Dread, you work 
so hard. I think you have more than earned it. He unscrews. As you will. He, he unscrews the cap from the flask and takes a swig. Larry does. Or he goes, oh, favorite stuff. And he hands it over to you. Dry, you're going to regret it. But I survive. I do not want to be the wet blanket. <laughs> I'll take the vial. That's right. This is what we call peer pressure. <laughs> I, 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 I take a little, a little sippy. Nobles yes. are all about peer pressure. <laughs> I get in 12. Okay. Yeah, you're, you're drunk. It goes right to your head. Ooh! Yes! Oh, this is fun. We've never drunken together before as a group. Larry screws the cat back on his... Yes! Now listen, if anybody asks you, remember, you got this from Larry, Prince of the Night. Prince of the Night. And Prince <gasps> of Parties. Mistress. I whisper in your ear very loudly. Yeah. Mistress. Yes. A prince. I know. Isn't that what we're here for? No, 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 no. Not this one. What is her powerful? A prince. And a villain. Oh, I think he's very honest, actually. <laughs> Yeah, he's a vampire. Do you know what they drink, Drat? Maybe a glampire. (laughs) Oh, very good. Very good. I like that one. I like that one, too. I bet you've never danced with a detective prince before. Don't. (laughs) Sorry. Of course. I haven't. I will take up this offer of a dance. Okay. Larry's not picky. Let's go. Taking one, better go meet a nice lord over there. Don't, don't talk to Count Fault though. He's got piss on his face. <laughs> now go and do the dance. Larry, uh, Larry takes you spinning through the floor. Um, this dance is uh, an awkward thing to behold because one of the dancers is drunk and the other one is not very dexterously coordinated. Well, I thought he was drunk too. He is not drunk. Even though he took the sip. How can a vampire be drunk? He can't the get... heart doesn't beat. Oh, but I mean, like their he... blood alcohol content could be anything. It Either... doesn't reach the brain. <laughs> Whatever's going on, Larry seems quite sober. Okay. Well, now that they're gone. Yeah. Mistress. Yes, Jed. I have a secret. Ooh. <laughs> what is your secret? I met. I met. An eccentric man here at the party. Please go on. I I think I'm playing a game. <gasps> oh, Drat, this is so exciting. What sort of game are you playing? Or is it a secret? It's a secret. I understand. But you'll see. Oh, I'm so very excited to see. Do we all get to play? Uh, yes, I think I think that is part of the game. Oh, very good. I am most excited to find out what the game is. Tell me, since I am not accustomed to these events, when will Master Burzen make an appearance? Well, if I know Master Burzen, and I've been to a few of his shindigs, I would expect he'll be making an appearance any minute now. And right at that moment, <laughs> at the top of the grand staircase in this ballroom, you do what indeed I'm... see the Animus Magus Burzen Saladrastar come striding out. His daughter, Eloware Saladrastar, in tow. Tromping behind Burzen comes a number of kegs. Uh, they are resting on these like wooden slats, and those wooden slats are acting as legs as they walk along behind him, the kegs sloshing as they do so. Burzen uh, is dressed in a fine green robe with a purplish inset, and he has a uh, tie tied with a very odd knot, like a crisscrossing uh, trinity knot on his uh, hmm. person with a purplish tie that goes down the front. He's also wearing a fine green cap. He comes walking out to the top of the stairs, and there's a clap-clap he uh, makes with his hands, which rings out loud in the hall, and there's this hush that goes over the entirety. The music even stops. And he says, Honored guests, people of high renown and high society, Larry raises his flask, who've come to this honored party, I welcome you. Please stay. Enjoy the food golems. Mingle to your heart's content. Tonight, the mansion will intersect with Munchie, the interdimensional plane of food. And I think that will be a rather interesting environment for everyone. I have with me tonight a selection of my finest spirits. 
And uh, a couple of the kegs, like, slide up to him. And he says, Of course, right now they are merely in their drink form. But soon... And uh, he holds out a hand, and um, you see Slug from earlier, who was taking the names at the front. He runs up, and he's got this gigantic battle axe in both hands. And he hands it over to Burzin, and Burzin takes it from Slug and says, Soon they will be dead, and then you can drink them. And he swings the axe down and just crashes into one of these barrels. Oh my God. And this terrible scream echoes out from the barrel. It sounds like something, you know, that's been run over and hasn't quite died yet. And the alcohol inside splashes out and sprays everywhere. And then screaming out of the barrel comes this uh, horrific looking visage of this uh, humanoid shape that's all brown and pale in color. It screams and floats down to the party goers. And Burson says, and another, and he brings the ax down in another barrel. He does this about six more times until you have six of these massive ghosts floating about the place. And he says, please grab them by the tail, take a sip and enjoy my finest spirits. And everybody claps appropriately. (laughs) My, how gruesome. Yes, it's a little on the nose, I think. Elaware uh, stands behind him and nods, um, keeping her mouth shut tight. Burzin smiles and says, And I'd like to introduce you all to my lovely daughter, Elaware. Please make her feel welcome. And uh, Elaware like, waves a hand. She'll be mingling among you. Enjoy the party, my friends. It ends, remember, at midnight. Yes, midnight on the dot. So everybody please go home before then. All right, have a lovely time! He claps his hands one more time, and there's another uh, sound that rings out, and then he and Elaware begin to descend the stairs to begin to discuss their guests. Uh, the the kegs, the pieces of the kegs, just, like, desiccated onto the top of them. Mm-hmm. Quite an entrance. Yeah. These uh, rum ghosts are flying about the place now, and you may, if you wish, grab one of the tails of them and take a sip from it if you... If ah, you yes, the so rum choose. ghosts. Yes. Uh, the music starts up again, everybody begins to dance and mingle once more. Um, Larry takes you for a tour all awkwardly on the dance floor, and he yeah. says, You know, you're pretty good at this. Uh, practice for the Lady Fantasia, yeah. Uh-huh. Probably also had something to do with your time in the war and those body shots, huh? Yes, yes, yes. Me and the boys, we'd, you know, dance around after getting drunk, yeah. So how long have you been in Lady Fantasia's employ? Uh, about ten years now. Or ten, nine. You said you were what, 28? 27. 27. Uh, it would have been nine years now, yeah. On her 18th birthday, I was a gift. A gift? Yeah, bodyguard. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's a, that's a big one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He takes you for another twirl, and then the, the current song finishes. Uh, ah, w- w- wonderful dance. I'm sure you'll find many available dancers. He smiles at you. I think I will. You keep a close eye on your lady now. I will, I will. Thank you. You, you seem to be you. very protective of her. Yes, yes, I am. Gotta make sh- Well, part of the bodyguard's job is to find a suitor. <laughs> yeah, sure. Are you sure that, like, it's not a weird thing with you where, like, you want to date her and, like, you're not willing to admit that to yourself and so well, you're trying desperately to get her wed to somebody else? Like, I, mean, I don't on. want to be too forward, but I am very charming. Come on, yeah, come on, Larry. I mean, look at her. Who, who, who wouldn't want her, you know? I'm just trying to make sure she gets the right guy or girl. Could be any suitor. You know? Fantasy is slamming pigs in a blanket. Look at that. I ain't be lucky to have that, you know? Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for the drink. I don't want another. <laughs> you let me know if you want anything else. It's not just the flask I've got. Larry's ready to party. And uh, he, he nods to you and, uh, yeah. you know, lets go of your hand and says, All right, we'll have a good time. Let me know if you want to get high later. Uh, yeah, and he walks yeah, off. yeah, of course, of course. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I like these characters. He's not a real vampire, is he? He's not a He's fucking not vampire. not a real fucking vampire. We don't know that yet. I what are you know. guys talking about? He's, his, his, I know he is. His hand yeah. is warm. He's Larry, the Prince of Night, the vampire detective. I think there's a... Oh! <laughs> All right. I don't Let's know. Let's move on to the next Let's scene. Move Let's move on. I'm going to pull on Burzin's coat. Uh, Burzin is currently in like a, a group of people talking to them. Uh, you can see that there is uh, two tieflings there as well as a, a smaller uh, halfling, you know, and they're kind of talking about various things as you walk up. 
What specifically are they talking about? Uh, as you get closer, you can hear them mentioning uh, the concept of uh, soul stones and the containment of various uh, you know, souls and stuff in them, the things mm. that they can be used to power, the legalities of such objects. You know. Oh, cool. Burzen seems to be taking the stance where he's like, I think after a person dies, their spirit should be freely available. If it can't get to the great beyond, then it should be put to work. <laughs> That's when I will jump in then. Uh-huh. But why even use the soul, the vessel, the meat? This is the strong part of a living thing. Everybody just kind of stops. Like there's this awkward pause in the conversation. As you can tell, that the, the two uh, tieflings and the halfling are considering that. And then Elaware, uh, Burzen's daughter, standing next to him, comes and says, Father, there is a strange man standing next to you. And uh, Burzen says, Oh, thank you, Elaware. Oh, yes. Um, I'm sorry, the vessel? How uh, can that be stronger than wood, than stone? You are correct that perhaps stone and, and steel are strong, but the elegance, the beauty of the flesh, it moves in a way that we know and we love. Oh, pish-posh. Any good animus can make any material move in any way he wants. You can't do that with your pathetic corpses. I'm fucking falling apart here. <laughs> He's got me. There's some dead bodies. If, you, if you'd like to... Well, also, they don't move very well. That's kind of the joke about the undead. I know. That's true. <laughs> they, do, they do kind of shamble along. You could roll an arcana check if you want to, if you want to shortcut it and engage Burzen in this argument. Yeah, let me do that. Okay. I'll roll his arcana. I rolled a one. Oh, well, I rolled a three, but... <laughs> well... My he... magic good. Me magic better. <laughs> yeah. So the, the two of you do get into a rather heated argument, but it's one of those arguments that doesn't serve to elevate either side. It just devolves into name-calling. Um, <laughs> oh, no. So, like, he, he points a finger at you and says, You wart-faced corpse walker! <laughs> who, who invited you? How are you in this party? Oh. How dare you? I I am the servant of the mistress Fantasia, one of the most beautiful guests at this party. You could never animate something as gorgeous as her supple body. I I'm also drunk. Yes, indeed. <laughs> I disagree. In fact, I'll prove it to you. Oh, this sounds like a lot of fun. Hello, I heard my name. Oh, hello, yes, Lady Fantasia. A pleasure to make your acquaintance. I am Lord Burzen Saladrastar, the Animus Mage. This is my party. Is this your uptight servant? This is my normal servant, yes. <laughs> He's quite... Mistress, mistress, the yes. things he has said. Oh, yes. Like what? He said mean things, mistress. <laughs> he said foolish things. <laughs> I will show you, little man. I will show you what I can do. Very look, well. Look upon the powers of the Animus Mage. And he waves his hands for a moment, and there's a horrible cracking and groaning sound as the mansion's walls. Uh, like you're about 20 feet away from a wall, and it cracks and buckles inward. And he looks at you, Alexand- Alexandria, and he says... Yes, yes, smaller cheekbones, yes, a little higher on the face. Getting the horns right would be tricky, but I am a master. He uh, wiggles his hands a bit, and uh, Elaware is standing there watching this. Uh, both of you give me insight checks. Interesting. 21. Yeah. 20. You both understand that Elaware is uh, not impressed by her father's prowess in magic. In fact, rather, she's hmm. becoming horrified by it. Ah. Burzan continues to move his fingers, and eventually a rather perfect facsimile of uh, Alexandria cracks and groans out of the mansion's wall, leaving a cartoon-shaped hole of her behind. Uh, It comes walking out, made fully out of the mansion's wood, 3D rendered, and it is quite the spitting image of Alexandria. He goes, there, you see that? Watch, I'll make it dance. And he twirls his finger around, and the figure twirls and dances, then bows sharply. He says, there you go. And the figure like walks over to you, Alexandria, and bows in front of you and says, Take that home. That's a party gift. Oh, Master Bozen, it is very impressive. But alas, while my manservant may have said foolish things, a fool may be educated, but an egotist is an egotist forever. Wouldn't you agree, Elaware? Come along, Drat. And I twirl and walk away. 
Elaware gives you a glance as you say that, and she, like, her eyes grow kind of wide and burrs and bristles, and you see, like, red flash on his face. How, how dare, how dare you? And he waves a hand, and your your facsimile disintegrates into wood chips (gasps) onto the floor. How dare you? He's, like, fuming, and he turns around and stomps away, insulted. What a, what a dreadful man. I don't care how high up someone is. There's no reason to be cruel. Drat, why were you even speaking to such a character? Oh, well, mistress, I cannot, I cannot lie to you. It's part of the surprise. Oh, the game, yes. How's yes. it going? You see, the, the, the Mr. Burson, he has a piece of geometry on his person. It is a, a fancy triangle, and I, I need it for the surprise. Oh, Dredd, I do know how you love your shapes. Well, it's going to be very tricky, I think, to get that piece of geometry off him. I think I, we, I may have upset him just a little bit. Mm, yes, mistress, I'm afraid we were both on his bad side. However, it appears the Mr. Burson's daughter admired your wit, perhaps... She knows of the triangle. An intriguing notion. I, whoa, 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 what happened? What happened there? Why, why is Burzen upset? What, what did you do? Oh, Pavel, welcome back. How was your dance? It was great. Larry's actually not a bad guy. Still a vampire, but not a great guy. Don't talk to him. <laughs> uh, what, what happened here? Like, come on, Burzen, this is the animus wizard. Yes. I, I want to, I, I try to, I, cause I'm, I'm very short. I try to, a paw at you, your, your tall height. Sir Pavel, he was so mean to me. He made fun of zombies and he said that I was ugly and his stupid statues, they're so good. And then I sob into your armor. You, oh dear. You worry too much, Drat. His work is too good. You and you are just misunderstood. Misunderstood. <laughs> yes, and Burzen's also quite the asshole. Please pardon my elvish. Drat, why were you why were you talking to the head of the party? I thought Oh well Sir Pavel, it's it's part of the secret game that I'm playing. A game? Were you talking to Larry? <laughs> no, no, it is not Larry. It is um uh, it's part of the surprise. I was trying to get Burzen's prism. Uh, is the prism a euphemism? No, not this time. <laughs> I know I am prone to euphemisms. <laughs> this is... Uh, mm, uh, oh, it's, it's for getting into his crystal palace. Are you sure it's not a euphemism? Yes, I'm sure. <laughs> All right, well, I mean, you didn't get it, did you? No, I planned to charm him with my wit, but we did not get very far. That's quite all right, Drat. Now with the three of us all working together, I think we will be able to get this prism just fine. Right, Pavel? You'll play with us, won't you? Of course, if it's what the lady wishes. Oh, she wishes! Alexandria will seek out Elaware in the midst of the chaotic party. All right. Elaware has uh, walked away a bit from her father. Burzin kind of stomped off in a huff after you insulted him so rudely and uh, expertly. She's got, like, platinum blonde hair that's done up in a, in a bun and, like, a, mm. a red silk dress. And so she's uh, kind of mingling about the rest of the party guests, not really talking to anybody, trying to keep herself away. She's being a bit of a wallflower. Mm. People will come up every now and then and try to say hi, and she'll just nod politely. Very good. Well, gentlemen, I believe our target is over that away to help us with our fun game that we're playing. Shall we mosey on over? Of course, Lady Fantasia. Yes, mistress. Excellent. Let us just uh, have a casual stroll over. and I will attempt my most casual stroll. You stroll over casually. <laughs> Amazing. You stroll over so casually that Elaware doesn't even realize you're coming to talk to her. That's right. Uh, as I casually stroll into her sphere of influence. Ah, uh, Elaware! What a lovely party you're having. I am so sorry about the unpleasantness with your father before. One of the rum spirits floats by, screaming, and she grabs onto the tail and just grabs it and starts... Let's go of it. Floats away. And she says, 
I appreciate the sympathy. I apologize, I'm cursed to only speak in song. Oh my, well that's quite alright, you have a lovely voice. Thank you very much. Oh yes, I like how you put a little English on it there. I can't help it, the notes are random. What a truly terrible curse. Yes, damn the curse master. (laughs) Who might the curse master be, if you don't mind us asking? I know it's very personal. He's a wizard who my father angered long ago. Mm. Your father seems to do a lot of angering. He's a very difficult man. (laughs) Well, Lady Yellowware, you don't have to worry about us trifling with your father. We mean him no ill will. That sounds like you do mean him ill will. Hard to say that after uh, a little bout with him. But, But why would me saying something mean the opposite? I don't understand. Intentions, Drat, intentions. If you are to make your way in the high society parties, you must understand. Everything has a double meaning. Unless you sing it. Yes, that does seem very straightforward. It's difficult for me to use subterfuge at all. Ah, but what if you're using subterfuge now because we have no way of interpreting your tone of voice so you could mean anything? That would be very smart of me. Well, otherwise, it is lovely chatting with you, but we did have a, 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 a bit of a question we wanted to ask of you. Ask away. Well, you see, my friend Drat here is just enamored with shapes of all kinds, particularly, I suppose, triangles is the shape of the week. Is that right, Drat? Um, yes, yes, triangles, mistress. I am told that in your father's collection there are some particularly pure specimens of geometric interest. I also happen to have a certain intellectual curiosity about your father's books and collections. I wonder if you would be able to, perhaps ever so briefly, guide us towards some of his more interesting items. The party out here has gotten so dull, and forgive me for saying so, I can't help but notice you don't seem to be really enjoying yourself. Make a persuasion or deception check. Definitely persuasion. Because it's not really a deception, right? That's why. That's all true. I don't know if you're lying or not. Yeah, no, that's all, all true things. 16. She nods and says, I could also use some time away. Come with me. And I'll show you magical wonders. Very good, Eloire. You are such a dear. Well, gentlemen, let us follow along. This has turned into a magical evening. Mm, Yes. We could see anything. So Eloire doesn't take you by the hand, but leads you through the party up to the the double staircase, past the smashed barrels. And there's this um, set of two wooden double doors up there with brass handles. And as she reaches out for one, the handle knob like twists and contorts a little bit. And you can see that the top of it is a, is a lion face. And, it can, and the tongue like sticks out and curves down to make the handle. And the face like blinks a couple of times. He says, what are you doing? You guys can't come up here. We're, and, we're with the Lady Eloware. And Eloware says, it's all right. I'm with them. I guess nobody can fake thinking all the time. <laughs> all right. And uh, she grabs the, the door handle and opens the door as the uh, lion thing resort, uh, returns to non-life. She opens it on a long hallway, uh, which is rather sparse compared to the rest of the party and the manse that you've seen so far. It's a long hallway that goes either direction. Red carpet wrongs along it. There's these paintings of Burzon uh, going down either side, all in different poses. Uh, and some of them, he has some of his creations with him. He'll have, like, one where he has, like, this pan of bread, and the pan of bread is a face, and it's, like, smiling, and, like, yeah, it's so fresh. Anyway, so she walks down the hall, uh, and she leads you down and says, My father's artifact room is down here a bit, though you have to promise you won't touch anything at all. Oh, no, I would never touch anything. Knight's honor. I will not touch anything. She leads you down the hall for a ways more, and she says, Okay, there's a door um, up against the wall that would lead back towards the ballroom in the construction of the house. The door is made of the purest black onyx and has a single white circle inscribed in the center of it. There's no handle or anything else like that. 
and uh, Elaware holds her hand up to the door and stretches it out, and the door shudders a bit, and then a handprint matching hers comes into being in white stone around the circle, and the door slowly uh, contorts and twists until it shifts out of the way in a number of geometric shapes. Like they, um, it like tetrises itself out of the way. Does that yeah. make sense? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, she says, come on in. Don't be freaked out by the ceiling. Why? What's on the ceiling? <laughs> I look immediately up. <laughs> Gotta know. As you guys walk in, you see that the room seems to be magic or contorted in some way. So the ceiling above you is a reflection of the floor below it. So it's like a gigantic mirror okay. on the ceiling. Sure. And it stretches up forever. So like the floor that you're standing on, the reflection of it is way up high, except instead of just being right there. And you can see like the walls on the side that extend upwards into the wow. ceiling. Whoa. Oh, An makes, infinitely tall building. Yeah. Makes me a little nauseous. It looks like that, but you yeah. don't know if it actually is like that or it's just a clever use of mirrors. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. In this room, there are a variety of glass cases up against the wall, each of them made of glass with golden edges uh, on each case. There's also a little placard under every glass case written in a language that I don't think any of you understand. Do any of you speak uh, celestial? Nope. No. Okay. No. Yeah. None of you can understand that. But there's a whole bunch of objects in these cases. There's a bronze singular orb. There's a number of these stones just kind of like floating about. There is a mask that's made out of pig skin. There's two jam jars and a jar of peanut butter behind them. Uh, there's a floating liquid that's just kind of hanging there, and it's got these two little googly eyes that roll around inside it and pop up at different points. Uh, and then in the back, you see a single prism resting on a red velvet pillow. Eloy, you simply must tell me all about this peanut butter and jam situation. What, What is going on here? Why is this in the case? Ah... Uh... The condiments of Algernon. I'm going to need a very detailed explanation. Uh, boys, why don't you take a look around the rest of the exhibits? Sure. Big mm. skin mask. Yes, of course. Of course. These are the tastiest gems, jellies, and peanut butters across all the multiverse. Once you take a bite of these, all other food is ash. Don't do it. But it sounds so delightful. It does. And then it's the only thing that'll ever be delightful again. Mm. Ah, the heroin of peanut butter. I understand. What's heroin? Oh my, you don't get out very much, do you? No. My Just father as... doesn't let me travel far. Oh, that is such a shame. Surely you must leave the grounds now and again. It's hard to interact with people when you sing all the time. Oh, but we're interacting fine just now. That's because you're a nice lady. Well, I think you're a nice lady too, Eloire. Thank you. She's probably like, she's definitely younger than you. She's yeah. probably around 16, 18, yeah. about that age. Yeah. It's nice. She just needs a guiding hand. You're I'm chatting with Eloire. This pigskin mask is pretty cool. <laughs> What is it? Uh, it looks like three pigs. Huh? Three different pigs. Oh, I guess you could just call over to her. She'd, she'd turn back and she says, I suppose. Oh, you know, I think I know what this is. I think I know what this is. There was a legendary wolf and there were three pigs hiding from the wolf. And uh, I bet, you know, I don't remember the details, but I think the, the wolf won and uh, made this mask out of the pigs. That's a common retelling of the tale. In actuality, the wolf was a werewolf wizard who used the pigs in his experiments. Mm, Of course, of course. It's a cool mask. It causes great terror in those who view it, if you're wearing it. Oh, so (laughs) I should not put on the mask. No, definitely don't. I'm getting a feeling that a lot of these things in this room are, uh, don't do anything with. Yes. It's kind of like having a gun collection. <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> Why have a mask if you can't put it on? Oh, you put it on, people. My father keeps these things so he can brag that he has them. Yes, that seems on brand. Sounds like my dad. All right. It's time. <laughs> it is time. I would like to heist the crystal. It's in a solid glass box. Oh, yeah? How are you going to do this? Hmm. Is the box locked? It is a solid glass case. Hmm. There is no lock. 
Hmm. Yeah, so it is a glass box puzzle. <laughs> There's no door. I guess that's true. Why don't you just grab the glass box with the thing and have the the guy deal with it? <laughs> I would like, like to. Here, I got it for you. I would like to reduce the entire thing. <laughs> oh, like like large reduce? Yeah, I want to. Awesome. And then I want to put it in my pocket. That's great. Uh, okay, yeah, objects don't get a save or anything. Yeah, sure. I mean, I can't fucking. What does what does this look like? <sighs> okay, I I wait until. Elaware is distracted, and then I, my my head goes down. I open up my robe. I pull out a dead rat, and I will I will cast reduce uh, by jiggling the rat at you, it. You jiggle it, and with every undulation of your rat sock puppet, the it, box reduces. It steadily wiggles downwards. Yeah, yeah. Yes. more in size. How, how small can I get it? You you get it to about the size of a carton of cigarettes. Okay. That's great. Okay. Now, I put it in my pocket. It's in your pocket. How long does the spell last? A minute? <laughs> yeah, it's concentration. <laughs> I just want to know. It's important. It might right. be 10 minutes. Up, up to a minute. Nice. Okay. We gotta go. I snatch it into my robes. Minor illusion. The box still there. Oh, Misadris, yes. I I must go. Hey. The, I had too many pigs in blanket. Oh. Hey, hey, what are you doing? I got a shit right you, you hear this voice as you're as you're saying that Illawar is starting to turn towards you. The floating golden, golden liquid I described earlier with the two eyeballs in it, mm -hmm. like they kind of bounce around and they emerge at the top. It's like, hey, what are you doing? Uh-oh. You trying to you trying to heist something? Oh, I'm trying. Oh, I, I don't want to answer. I don't want to have to lie to this googly eyes. Right, you run out of the room. You go charging out. Oh, uh, give, me a, give me a deception check. Ten. Ten. All right. Elaware watches as you run out. She like narrows her eyes a little bit. She says, "Hmm," and she glances over and sees like the minor illusion there. Uh, they have to roll an intelligence save, right? Yes. To How interact. smart are they? What's your DC? It's gonna be fifteen. Just okay. A nice even. Elaware uh, walks over to the illusion and and stares at it for a minute, and then the floating gold thing says, "Hey, what you doing? You trying to discern some realities? I can help. Let me help." And Elaware like waves her hand through the illusion, and she's like. Whoa, whoa, hold and on, this, hold on. This incredibly up-tempo, like, dramatic music comes out of nowhere and starts playing, like, dun, 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 dun. She points it as drat as you're running out of the door. How do we know it wasn't an illusion in the first place? She stops. Intelligence like, the music check cuts that. Off. <laughs> yeah, the music, like, cuts off. Give you a deception check with disadvantage. Uh, three. Yeah, she stares at you, and she turns to look at drat. As you're hurrying out, she says, Why did you steal that? Okay, I'm a 180 on it. I throw the glass onto the ground. Forgive me. I'm sorry. I had no I had no control of my body. The crystal. I need it. Please give me the crystal. She like narrows her eyes at you. She doesn't quite understand what's happening. And then the golden liquid thing goes, Hey, are you trying to grovel? Let me help. I'm really helpful at groveling. Somebody let me help them, please. Why not accept? Yes, please. I am bad at grovel. Elaware <laughs> <laughs> like, like is looking between the two of you and the liquid like bounces against the glass case yeah. and like can't get out. He says, darn it. It seems like I can't get out and help you. Let me on to help. Come on. Smash the case. Let me out. And Lerwa says, don't, 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 don't. It will never leave you alone. It will always ask to help you. Why did you need the crystal? Why did you try to steal it? Mistress Delaware. <laughs> it is, it is a secret. I must know. Otherwise, I'll have to call my father. He doesn't take kindly to thieves. Okay. <laughs> there are several topiaries around our estate. That's what the thieves became. I must come clean. 
it's for the party. It's for fun at the party. In what way? Someone asked me to bring it to them. Who? I don't know their name. That sounds like a lie to me. It's not. Give me a persuasion check. <laughs> Nine. <laughs> I think I'll go get my father. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. It was a person. Do you remember any other details? Oh, oh, to give up my word. Okay, it was a greasy man with a beard. She stops for a minute and says, That sounds odd. Nobody like that would be at this party. This man, he was an upset man. Okay. Drat, my dear, do you perhaps mean an upsetter? Yes, yes, mistress, an upsetter. He wishes to upset. I understand. Eloy, I'm so sorry for the confusion. Perhaps you're familiar with the idea of an upsetter. It is all the rage amongst the nobles at the moment. He's a gentleman who adds an element of chaos, a little flare of uncertainty. Completely harmless, of course. I completely understand why he requested this uh, low-scale thievery. He's just trying to add a little flair into your father's party. I'm sure he would understand. And you understand, don't you? I suppose that sounds right. I think I remember father hiring somebody for that. And she like looks oddly as she continues to sing this high note and she doesn't seem to be able to stop. And her hand like kind of involuntarily draws out away as if she's raising it up to carry the note out forward and then she cuts off and she says, Excuse me. Yes, that sounds like something my father did. All right. To tell you the truth, I don't know what the crystal is for. Father never told me what it did. But I suppose if it's prearranged, you may take it. How, how do I get it out of the box? And right then it just, <laughs> just grows back to its regular size. Yes, this is the box. <laughs> Eloire scratches her head and says, It's difficult to do without my father. She like looks left and right and then just wraps her hand in her dress and just... <laughs> She just smashes it to pieces. <laughs> Eloware! Ooh, you have an exciting party streak in you. She puts a finger up to her lips and, and as in a session motion and says, I'll keep quiet about this. As will we, of course. Oh, you'll excuse me. The curse is acting up. I have to do a soliloquy. Give me a moment. And she like walks over in the corner and stands facing towards the wall and starts singing about what's just happened and how she feels about it. Then I will just pick up the crystal and put it in my robes. What a, what a, what a nice young lady. She's so very helpful. Hey, it looks like you're involved in a dastardly plot. Do you need me to help? Hello? <laughs> just a normal plot, thank you very much. It looks like you're being taken for a ride. Hello? Have you ever thought to stop and help yourself instead of others? It, like, swims around in the box for a few minutes and says, Nope, my only purpose in life is to help everybody else. But if you'd like help helping me help myself, then I can gladly help you help me do that. I like him. He is, he is very gooey. Come on, just break the glass. Let me out. Why? So I can help you. I'm very helpful. So you want help? No, I want to help you. Seems like you need help getting out of the box. Help me help you. Looks like you're stuck in a box. Do you want some help with that? But, but I'm not supposed to be helped. I'm the helper. I'm the helper's my job. I'm the helper. I'm the one who helps. Looks like you're having an emotional crisis. Do you want some help with that? <coughs> it like shakes and vibrates and then starts to turn red. And the liquid like shifts in color and the googly eyes like melt back into liquid and dissolve away as if in acid. And then oh my it, God. it just like boils for a minute, like the liquid boils inside, and then it splats against the inside of the glass case. We should probably go. We should go. Oh, well, Pavel, that wasn't Alexandria, even on the... let's, let's go. Let's go. Yeah, it's all right. Oh, yeah. Okay. That wasn't even on the upsetter's list. 
you guys make your way back to the main party floor, and you can see that the guests have begun, you know, they're still mingling. Uh, the action has actually diverted more towards a more focus on dancing. There's, like, this ring that's developed around the dance floor, and several couples and uh, nobles are swirling and twirling together at this, and people are kind of clapping along, and every now and then they'll switch in and out. It's become sort of a... Sort of a, uh, you know, a game to them. Uh, Larry's really breaking it down inside the middle of that circle. He's dancing stag, but he really knows how to swing it. You can see uh, Burzan starts to come up the stairways to the top to make an announcement as you guys are coming out onto the second floor. As, is Eloware with us? No, we she's still her? delivering her soliloquy. So yeah, Burzan is climbing the stairs. What would you like to do? I'll walk, I'll walk towards him. Uh, what are you all doing up here? Oh, just enjoying the view from the second floor. It's... Uh, Quite enthralling to watch all the dancers down below. Master Burzen, I must apologize for my behavior earlier. I fear that, uh, well, I partook a little bit too much of your wonderful spirit spirits earlier. And uh, I must say that the liquid courage had me going a little too far. So from the Fantasia family to you, my sincerest apologies. Oh, well, uh, uh, he seems a little flustered. And uh, he says, oh, it's nothing. It happens to the best of us, I suppose. <laughs> Uh, many a time I've been distracted by my own spirit inhalation, so it can happen. I accept your apology, Miss Fantasia. Thank oh, you. You are too gracious, sir. Perhaps I can help with some hot goss? I'm sorry, hot goss? Some hot gossip? Well, I can oh my. Yes, please As do a... tell. I was about to make an announcement. As We're about farewell? to... Yes, oh. go ahead. Count four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this poor fucking dude. <laughs> he's been a bit better over the years, and now he's getting over the hump, but he's a little scared of the wrinkled face. So he's hired an alchemist to brew him a potion of youth. <laughs> oh, poppycock, that'll never work. And let me tell you how that alchemist brews it. Oh, he drinks. He drinks a lot. Plenty of water, maybe some rum, mixes that concoction within himself, and then releases it into a bottle. Burzen's face becomes a mask of horror as you describe this, and he says, Oh my, you mean to tell me that Count Fallsman under this, this notion that this man's, this man's, um, Shibalba is, is a potion? And he's applying it to his face. Disgusting. Truly. Someone should inform Count Fall of this. Sir Greycastle, where did you learn such a personal detail? From himself, he just told me. I had to get a whiff of the bottle, though. I cannot believe that you wanted me to marry this gentleman. I, he's <laughs> off the list. Yes, I've I would crossed him off. So. If you'll excuse <laughs> me, gentlemen and lady, I need to make a quick announcement. We're yes, about, yes we're, of course. Yes. And he walks past you guys and heads up to the balcony of the stairwell and raises his hands, and you see him do that clap thing again. And then it grows silent. Larry's in the middle of a rather sophisticated head spin, um, and he comes to a stop, uh, laying on the side of his uh, elbow as Burzen begins his announcement. The party goes, I'll tilt their heads up in attention, and Burzen says, Honored guests, our intersection with Munchie, the plane of food, is about to take place. Prepare yourselves. You should be quite safe within the main ballroom, but you may see a few strange things go by the windows. One year, when we intersected with the plane of fire, we had a huge hurtling molten rock come crashing through the wall, so just keep your wits about yourselves. I don't imagine anything in the plane of food will be too dangerous. If things do get out of hand, my guards are on place to, <clears throat> to protect you all. The... Uh, command crystal, which keeps them all in line, is firmly in place back in my artifact room, so we shouldn't have any trouble at all making sure that any interlopers that come into this party are dealt with. Gentlemen, I suspect we may have a problem very soon. I'm going to cast mage armor on myself. Okay. Uh, I pull out my, my, my... She has a big book covered in locks. Mm. And she, she, she pops those open and casts it, and little pieces of paper ruffle out of the book under, underneath her suit. To form a protective layer underneath her clothing. I love it. 
<laughs> so uh, as as he says, as Burzin says that, he turns towards all of you and is like, I hope we run into some sort of scrumptious enemy. <laughs> oh, give me more food golems. <laughs> he, he rubs his hands together and says, oh, I shall. You know, I wanted to be a chef for a while. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just found that the magic route paid better. And he starts to make his way down the stairs. Uh, as you guys are standing at the top of the stairwell, uh, there's a yell from down below, and you hear this uh, man say, Alexandria! I turn to see who it is. You look down to see Lord Arwell, one of the ones on uh, Grey Castle's list. Slicked back, blonde hair, a beautiful face with high cheekbones, a pointed nose, boyish features, a strong muscular physique. Uh, he has a loop strapped to the back of his uh, body. Uh, but you know this guy. He's a he's a pompous uh, person. <laughs> he's a pompous ass. Yes. Uh, he styles himself as the bard. That is the only bard to ever exist. All other bards are basically not bards. Yes, they are. They are merely dragging on his coattails. They're knockoffs of him. Yeah. He says, Alexandria, good to see you. He waves up at you from down on the dance floor. Come on, come, yeah, come down uh, here. Come on, uh, yes. come on. Come on, dirty. Yes, of course. I need, I need no encouragement. I bet if I apply him with some compliments, he'll give us one of his terrible songs. Well, they're not that bad. Mm, you but... didn't have to sit and listen for three hours as he went on and on about the shades of your hair and the length of your eyelashes and the many curls of your horns and such. You have a lot of things to sing about. I I understand it. I wouldn't sing about me for three hours. But a lady never keeps a gentleman waiting, and down I go. You uh, head down, I'm assuming attendance in tow. <clears throat> yeah, come on with. And yeah, as, why you, not? as you reach the bottom of the stairs, uh, Arwell snaps his fingers at you and says, Your horn curvature is looking more spectacular than normal, I must say. Yes, I did absolutely nothing special to them, but thank you for noticing. Ah, I know. You're just one of those naturally beautiful types. Mm, yes, I, I get that a lot. As I... Fuck, I'm, I'm tripping over my own words. Ooh, it's getting hot in here. It's all right. I understand. I'm very attractive. Oh, God, I hate to yes. admit it, but it's true. Yes, mistress, perhaps... Perhaps the night and I should mosey. Yes, yes, you two dance, get to know each no, other. No, no, you two stay here. I was actually going to ask you if you'd like to adjourn to the courtyard. You what? see, when this shift over to the plane of Munchie happens, I hear it's a wonder to look up at the sky and watch all of the flying meatballs go by. Uh, didn't, didn't... You see what I did there? I rhymed as yeah. I was speaking. That was very good. Bard. The Bard. <laughs> Didn't Burzen say to stay here? Oh, come on. Have a little fun. Just head out in the courtyard. We can have a chat. Yes, all right. Sounds like a lovely time. That's done. Well, I've never seen the flying meatballs before. Lazy Fantasia, I think it'd be more safe for you to stay indoors. Now, I know I don't want to stamp on any courts efforts by Lord Arwell, but... If you need your chaperone to come with you, he's welcome to. I'm not attempting to do anything untoward. I'm not worried about you. I'm worried about the food dimension. I can protect the lady. What if some some very aggressive uh, spaghetti comes at you? I mean, I'll just cut it in half, or I'll sing it away. With my bardic magic that I invented. I think the lady can also take care of herself. And she will slip an arm into Arwell's and regally saunter out. Saunter out. Drat, I think we both know what I'm going to do. What, what is that? I, I can't let them be alone. Oh. I mean. I thought, I thought you wanted them alone. Yeah, but alone outside. Alone in a ballroom is much different than alone outside. Mm, yes, yes. Especially with the food dimension coming it in. It could get very dirty. So, uh. Very dirty. I'm going to go there, but I will be incognito. Mm. So if you want to join me... Like like the robot Lincoln. Yes, but better. <laughs> so do you want to join me and watch over the lady? Well, mm, I, I think the lady's wishes are best enacted by me fulfilling the upsetter's goals. Funny you mention it. You notice the upsetter now leaning against the wall far away from you at the other side of the party. Oh. Go, go, Sir Pavel. I will, I will meet up with you later. 
you upset some of these rich folk. Oh, yes, yes. Make them, make them cry. Yes, I know yes. you. I know you like that. Yes, when they cry. <laughs> All right. Arwell leads you outside. The entrance to the courtyard is underneath the grand staircase through another set of double doors. Man, this place really likes double doors. That leads out mm-hmm. onto a mm-hmm. grand balcony with a white trellis. This is the aforementioned topiary that Elware was talking about. Mm-hmm. Out in this garden, you can see a variety of uh, topiaries, which are like, in case anybody doesn't know what those are, those are those bushes that are carved to be in the shape of animals or dinosaurs or something else along those lines. Uh, Berzine appears to have styled his over said dinosaurs. There are a couple of them out here. There's a Triceratops, a Tyrannosaurus rex, uh, a Stegosaurus. Although, because Berzine is the animus mage, rather than remain still, these are walking around. Mm, right. Of right. course. Mm-hmm. They uh, have to. The courtyard is also st- also has a large uh, glass pool uh, in the back, or a, a pool that's so still and calm it looks like solid glass, okay. as well as a a uh, sprawling garden that goes over the entire courtyard. It's quite beautiful to look upon. And there's a purplish-bluish sky out with a full yellow moon hanging above it. Um, so Pavel will sneak out and cast Minor Illusion on himself to make another topiary that'll follow the Lady in Arlo. What does this to- topiary look like? Um, it has to be... It has to fit within, like, a five-foot-by-five-foot cube, right? It, it, it's regular illusion rules yeah okay let's just have it just be a walking turtle so there's a a topiary turtle that you're like crawling on your knees mimicking all right sounds (laughs) good you think that's better that's definitely better i mean it's very not as okay look if you turn her over there and you see like a raptor staring at you you're like okay that's weird but if you turn over there it's just a turtle looking at you it's like oh it's just a turtle look at that yeah i guess turtles do weird things (laughs) it's great with the image of like you army crawling yeah Yeah. (laughs) just like my army takes (laughs) It's great. Arwell says, I don't know if you've heard lately, but I've been getting into Warcraft. Yes, uh, my knight was informing me of it. Tell me, how go the campaigns? Well, they're rather difficult, actually. I have several generals under my command, but none of them are as smart as I am. Yes, I imagine that happens to you a lot. It does. Mm. There are so many dumb people in the world. Oh, you wouldn't believe. Yes. But, you know, what would you expect? I am the only bard in existence. Yes, it's, fu- it's funny about that. I, I, tell me, how did you come about to be the only bard? Well, one day I was sitting in the middle of my room in my ivory tower. Mm. And I thought to myself, you know what? There should be singing in the world. And that singing should rhyme. And the rhyming singing should tell a story about people who have come before. And I realized that what I had invented was storytelling through song. And people who do that, I decided, are called bards. How very riveting. Yes. And so tell me, what were we doing before? We were... What do you mean before? When my father sang as a child in the royal choir, what was he doing? He was repeating songs that Mm. previous composers had written, but not Mm. in the same way that I do it. Yes, well, for they were composers, and you, as you said, are a bard. I am the bard, yes. Ah, the difference is exceedingly clear to me now. Good, I'm glad you understand. It's a very complicated concept if you're not smart enough to pick up on it. I imagine you have a lot of practice explaining. I do, yes. Mm. Anyway, so none of my generals are as smart as I am. Yes. So I'm having to work very hard to convince them to attack places. They tell me it's not good for the men. We'll have too many losses. Taking on a horde of demons with peasants in tow is not a strategic decision you want to make. And I say, nonsense to all of that. I'll merely sing and inspire them. Well, it's very brave of you to be singing on the front lines. Yes, on the front lines. Yes. Yes, I can't wait to hear tale of the next time when you are at the front of your army, leading them into battle, inspiring them with your song. Of course. Perhaps you'd like to be by my side. Yes, absolutely. I would love to join you on the fields of battle. I've always wanted to see a war zone. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Not many women would be into that. Yes, well, I get the feeling you don't talk to many women. Fuck. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Did I say he, that? I he, meant to say not many women are bold enough to talk to you. He pauses for a moment and he says, and he says, well, you know, they're so intimidated. Oh, yes. I am exceedingly intimidated as we speak. Ah, well, don't be. Uh... 
I enjoy spending time with you as well. In fact, I've been composing a sonnet about you in my head the entire time we've been out here. Would you like to hear it? I suppose I will hear it. Fine. Go ahead and have a seat on that bench over there. I need to stare at the sky for a bit and contemplate the ah. dramatic structure. Lord Arwell, was that turtle there a moment before when we were strolling? Arwell glances over it and says, I don't know. I don't pay attention to things shorter than me. Yeah, yes, of course. <laughs> I will give a, a side eye at the turtle, but just whatever. Sit down and prepare myself for the onslaught. You, uh, you're waiting for Arwell as he turns up towards the sky and begins to look up uh, at the purplish star-backed expanse. And you can tell he's thinking really hard about what he's going to say to you. And then you glance over to your left and you notice a little piece of boot sticking out of one of the bushes. I say, is that a boot sticking out of that bush? Arwell says, no, not now, my dear. I'm contemplating the cosmos. I can't be distracted. Hmm... I'll inch closer and inspect the boot. You scoot closer. It is a boot, in fact. And as you look into the bush, you can see that it's attached to a leg. And the leg is wearing this these dirty, greasy pants. As you peer down into the bush, the body of the upsetter, an arrow shaft sticking out of his heart. Hello, everyone. Larry here. Just want to remind you that finding a body in the bush at the party is not always a sign something's gone wrong. In fact, a vampire party without at least a couple of corpses in the shrubbery is considered a real drag. I've got plans to kick this shindig into high gear, so I hope you'll tune in next time on Day Players. Next time on Day Players. Attention everyone, there is a dead body in the topiaries. Is there a doctor? Somebody call for a doctor? <laughs> Crashing through one of the mansion's windows comes this gigantic Kielbalsa. Oh shit! Oh no, all these unarmored nobles. The walls are the bread. Your guts are gonna be the jam. That no. Doesn't, that doesn't even make any sense. What? He doesn't need to make sense. <laughs> Do they look threatening? Yeah, but they're tomatoes, so like... Necromantic energy. And then I put some bandages around them. <laughs> Down below in the soul hole. What a vain golem. Golem, you are being so disrespectful right now. And there's a slathering bone horror standing over you. I'll banish you. I'll find you. Uh, it's a 15. That's not going to hit. Alexandria! Gentlemen, you are party crashers. No! Eh. You survived? Yeah. <laughs> I suspect. Whoa, what was that? If I could turn it into Maggie Smith. Careful, the curse is catchable. <laughs> I stayed in a boarding house for two months. It turned into a musical. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh my, that sounds... Invigorating? It wasn't. That sounds like a curse to me. <laughs> Eight shows a week is tiring. Your life is even worse. Wait, so the boarding house master monetized your curse? Why would you not? <laughs> I suppose so. It's very practical. <laughs> she was a cruel matron. Mm. <laughs> she dies in act three. And well deserved, I'm sure. Wait, <laughs> not a stuffed rat? Like an actual dead rat? Well, it's a dead rat, but it's also... Stuffed. It's a little stuffed. A taxidermied rat. A little bit, but like, I want it to be taxidermied. What do you mean by a little bit stuffed? Just gently taxidermied. <laughs> you a rat that's only a little, like... No, but it's like, like, it's, like a sock it's like a sock puppet. 
Yeah. But a dead rat. So it's okay. So you, all right, all right. Let me, let me understand. I put the buttons process. for its eyes. <laughs> oh my god. So you got a dead oh rat, right? You I do have a dead rat. Yes. So you get all the inside shit out. Yeah. And then you go, okay, I only want to stuff it a little. Yeah. So it's still. So, so it's not. It's ri- a, I don't want it to be rigid. It's a deflated rat. <laughs> yes. Charming. Do it. There's a whole backstory. It raised me. <laughs> And then when it died, I kept it with me. Beautiful. And now I use it. Last circle of life. And now I use it as my arcane focus. Oh no. So I wanna start It's raised by rats. I wanna start jiggling this rat. I don't know if you've heard or not, but I'm getting into Warcraft lately. I've spent a lot of time doing (laughs) on the plane of Azeroth. (laughs) Yeah, there it is. Excuse me, but I did not think there were bards in Warcraft. (laughs) (laughs) Arwell turns around in surprise. I didn't think that your servant would be well. Anyway, hello. (laughs) Yes, he just appears now and then. All right. Um. (laughs) Oh shit! Larry's into the hard stuff. (laughs) Yeah, 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 of course, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, if we find ourselves in the bathroom, sure, you know. Whatever. Yeah, of course, yeah. Larry doesn't fuck around, so you know. Unless you want to fuck around. Uh, no, no, those days are way past. Okay. Be, they're behind me. Yeah, sure. I've, I've got responsibilities now. Oh, yeah. Going. Yeah. Mm-hmm, I need yeah. to be on my top game, right? You right, know, yeah. eye on the target, you know. We can't all be tech. Vampire private detectives. <laughs> yeah. How's that gig? You know, pays well? It pays all right. Yeah. Seems like you're in it for eternity, though, right? Well, you know, anything could happen. Yeah, but, like, you know, you're a vampire. You don't die. Yes. I mean, you got a coffin, right? Yes. I mean, if you fail as a detective, you just kind of boop. Go yes. back to the coffin. I, I guess that's true. I guess That's I a pretty would. good job at finding the killer, right? If they kill you, you know you got him. Mm-hmm, yes. Also, I'm a vampire, so I'm very scary, so nobody wants to deal with me. Yeah. So. What if they just stay out at daytime? You know, they, like, race the sun. What if they never are at night? I got, I got you know, trainees. Do you have, like, an umbrella? No. Well, I mean, yeah, but it doesn't work. No. No, it's, it's not like the sunlight. It's like time. It's like the heat, the general burning feeling of your skin being boiled. I think. Oh yeah, you haven't experienced it. I imagine no. like one, like one dot, and it's done, right? Uh, give or me, you can be like in, step. Give out. me an insight check. <laughs> okay. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, dang! That is only an eight. Uh, he's, he's like, yeah, yeah, it's kind of like that. 